welcome to the bonus episode. It's halfway through the year. We're halfway through 2023 already. That's right. So we're going to talk about what happened during this half of the year with the show and the podcast yeah, and just round everything up for you. Fantastic. We always do this. This is, well, I don't know. I don't know how many years yeah, what we've been doing this. Yeah, what, yeah, what are you expecting? It's nearly... If you're like me, you probably forgot that we do this. I don't. I always look forward to this because when I'm planning, you know, my weeks in advance and sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know what we're going to do this week, character profile or whatever, I always know last week of June... This is when we go through the first half of the year, and it's always kind of fun to do to look back. Pre-birthday. Uh, it is. It's always the pre-birthday podcast. Pre-Independence exactly. Day week for Americans. I don't care about that. Um, so, <laughs> twenty twenty. Any, you know, I've got a few views about it, but anything you want to share, particularly about how's twenty twenty three been for for you, for Corrie? Good. Good, bad, indifferent. Oh, you know me. I don't have opinions on things. Uh, what? I like to go with the flow. <laughs> And it, any, any... That, well, surely we will uncover my opinion as we go well, through. I, I would say, because I've thought about this, I'm mentally prepared for today. I will often compare to the previous year, and I and and then I like, any further back that I've completely forgot what happened. But last year, when I think back on how 2022 started, it was a really slow start to the year, and we had the stuff with Joseph going to Portugal or not. We had um, <laughs> what, what Portugal or not? It's like. Here's a, here's a random ticket to anywhere. Could be Portugal, could it, be not. I, I don't even remember what we had, but I just know that for the first few months of, of 2022, it was slow. We were floundering. Then, then we had Abby having her baby. And that was a brilliant storyline. And it brought in Abby and Imran and Toya, some of our favourites. There was a whole, is Toya going to find out about it? What's going to happen? There were the rumours that Charlie DeMello is leaving. We're thinking, how's that going to happen? And then that culminated in a really quite exciting Britain's Got Talent week. Um, and and the, the year really, really got going there. I would say, in comparison to that, 2023 has been better in that the, 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 the lows have not been anywhere near as bad as the lows at the beginning of the year. There haven't been too many like real lows for this year for me, but I would also say that the highs have not been as high. Although there's been lots of kind of fairly big-ish storylines this year, definitely compared to last year, Nothing has quite reached the the hype levels for me of what we had yeah, last year with the baby drama. Um, with the with, was it the year before that that we had Seb's uh, attack, Seb and Nina attack. Before that, we had um, some of the climactic parts of the Yasmin and Jeff. You know, the the Yasmin attacking Jeff was the year before that. I don't think that anything's quite reached there to me. But on average, I've been enjoying more, and yeah, more has felt like big stories because you've had like. The Stephen story has obviously been a, a big one that's been running through the year. That The acid storyline, the stalking and the acid storyline's been huge. There's been Paul's MND story, big issue story, the rape story, you know? There's mm. been more that's felt like... Quite consequential. Yeah, and, you know, hello awards bait, that kind of stuff. Well, um, do they need to bait the awards? They swept the board, kind of. Well, yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, if we're thinking about how's, how's 2023 been for Corey on the old award front, yeah, very good on the on the soap awards front. Um, there's been other awards that they haven't got. For example, there was the uh, the TRIC awards this week, but um, I think Emmerdale and the EastEnders won. And I do kind of, not that I do much looking around on what's going on with the other soaps, but I do get the feeling that EastEnders is doing very well it's with the fans at the moment. It's yeah. new boss who came in last year has really turned the show around. Um, 
and Coronation Street, it's, you know, there's there's always going to be calls for the producer to leave if they've been in there for long, and you know, Emma Clouds has been there donkey shows at Coronation Street now. It feels like, um, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling generally fairly positive, but just with a little undertone of oh, I just want that one story. I just want that one thing to absolutely one hundred percent grip for me. I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So the main story is like you said burn them down we've got the Stephen serial killer storyline we've got the stalking stalking slash acid attack story we've got damon and sarah's affair we've got the mnd storyline with paul and we have the rape storyline with um aaron and amy so what's what's kind of so leading yeah, it for you so this far? is the thing so if you look back on many many years of coronation street you can quite often say that was the year of and at the moment i'm thinking Maybe it's just going to be Stephen Gere this year, and that's going to be the what goes down in in Corey history for twenty twenty three. Lots of people sure are going to get will. lots of people are going to get mad about that. You got you know I'm not going to be, um, but I think you know the stalking and the acid attack that that's, that's peaked already. I feel. Yes, I think I think it probably has. I mean, we're definitely in the aftermath of that storyline now, Paul's, and there's been a lot that I've enjoyed with it. Paul's got Paul's MND storyline is, is up to three years to go. <laughs> possibly going to be the the major storyline of this year. I'm, you know, I made that prediction in a in the street talk a while ago. I don't know when I I said it, but I thought that perhaps Paul's storyline might end in some kind of noble sacrifice where he. Maybe it's going to link into Stephen's storyline and he's going to save some a victim of Stephen's potentially and and end up, you know, dying before before MND takes him. Mm. Is that going to sort know. of satisfy people? I don't know either, but um, those two storylines really do feel like the major storylines of this year. But it's last the... year, like you said, the, you know, the Abbey storyline was seemed like the key one but it was nowhere near it was nowhere near as big as say an, an the storyline as, as the Seb had, story yeah. or, or the Jeff and Yasmin or even and, like the Platt you know Callum and Platt no and it didn't no no way and and I like to say these storylines this year don't quite feel that, that that way for me I interestingly though if you look at what's getting nominated it is generally the acid attack stuff mm-hmm. that's that's going up for the nom- up to be nominated Charlie Jordan Ryan Prescott they're getting all the nominations at the moment um, so it's interesting so, how yeah. that one seems to be the one that's capturing people's imaginations the most. And like you said, it, I think it's just because the Stephen storyline is just so very controversial. I, I'm not convinced that, that is what's going to go down I as don't the big know one for this year. If controversial is the right word, I think divisive is the uh, right divisive. Word. Yeah, that's a, that's so, a better so word. So like when when you look at what what is on the slate for this year, there are. Uh, three issues based storylines and, and two kind of just very soapy ones so I wonder whether Stephen it's a reaction is... to people saying that there just weren't as many big stories last year well Stephen's serial killing and Damon and Sarah's affair they are not issues based storylines they are just soapy tropey nonsense which is just about the drama that's the soap bread and butter really, and then isn't it? you know the, the acid attack the MND and, and the rape storylines are all things that Coronation Street can link into charities and mm. and um, they're, they're very noble and um, 
fingers on the pulse kind of things. Yeah, and and all of those storylines on the whole have been ones that I have definitely enjoyed yeah, elements me too. of. Yeah, yeah. As as frustrated as I have been with some parts of it, like you know bits of Sarah Louise story, I've definitely been frustrated with. Absolutely, the acid attack story. There are bits that I'm not. It's mostly the stuff with with her kissing Ryan and just the the will they won't they kind of aftermath of the acid attack is not quite hitting the right marks for me. But on the whole, say what do I think of the Justin Daisy Ryan storyline this year? Great, it's been it's been fantastic. All of the stalking stuff um you know kept me gripped for the first well how long was it four or five months of the year that that was going on. Justin made for a really um interesting baddie didn't he he was just that level of creepiness that you'd want for a stalker in this kind of story he played the character um andrew Steele did of um the kind of unhinged not really completely in touch with reality deluded persistent stalker absolutely perfectly and daisy as the beautiful damsel in distress if you like kind of victim um but was brilliant and then combined with the wedding uh, with Daniel, um, that that for me was I was on the edge of my seat for that one. Have have I missed something, or have they had Justin's sentencing? No, no, I don't think they have yet. Because we've also we've got Griff's sentencing that's kind of being bubbling up into the uh, the, the yeah that was mentioned this week, wasn't so, it? So that feels like a second half of the year storyline. Maybe we're going to get more of Griff and. Um, I'm not Beck. What's her Sabrina. Real Sabrina. Lauren, Gav. Matt. Lauren. Max. I don't know whether we're going to see to see Griff again. Can we? Can we? Spider come... and Toya. I'm just saying. I'm just saying predictions for for the second half of the year. Those feel like definite let's, uh, possibilities. Let's, yes, I'll, can I know. We park that. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Um. So, da- Daisy storyline. What's been your kind of overall impression of that one? Promising start. Faltering. Now I feel because they've turned it into a fairly run-of-the-mill affair storyline. And we've already got an affair storyline going on with um, (coughs) Damon and Sarah, yeah. yeah. Um, And I don't don't know how it's going to get out of this. I mean, obviously it was leading up to the acid attack, and that was a really kind of bold move for Coronation Street, and certainly not something that we would have seen coming, although apparently we did (laughs) predict it. We say so much about Coronation Street, we're bound to hit a mark. We throw spaghetti at the wall every day, and sometimes there's enough to make a meal. Very occasionally some of it sticks there. so yeah, that was that was a big move and a huge uh, change for Ryan's character that I don't think anyone would have been expecting if you were looking at the way that that character was if going. If you were listening the past to one character years. profile of him um, that we we did very soon before this all kicked off, where we were saying yeah. he hasn't done anything. But I I feel that it would work better if the aftermath was more focused on Ryan's. Um, agoraphobia and sort of fear of what people thought of him which is still part of it and not just like you said yet another affair and I, the, my problem is I do really like Daniel and Daisy as a couple and I don't don't like the idea of this potentially splitting them up no I, it feels like Coronation Street um needs to take more of a a tip from you know those lifestyle like those women's lifestyle magazines where it's like I married my husband's corpse my cat is my best friend and i've uh, played chess with the ghost of my mother and all that kind of stuff (laughs) like how often is the the front cover of those kind of magazines like i had an affair with somebody no 
acid attack changed my life. Yes, that would be a very interesting feature that you would read. Mm. Would you read, I shagged someone I shouldn't have? No. And that's two of the major storylines <laughs> going on at the moment. Not that Daisy and Ryan have yet, but Not yet, it's only really a matter of could, time. Could only be a matter of time, absolutely. Um, other bits about that story that I really like, although I think one of them was a little bit undercooked, which was the introduction of Christina as Daisy's mum. Having, yeah, having this, gone? I can't remember what the actress is called now, she but she, she came in for a bit, had that clash with Jenny, yeah. and, and those are two really wow. fantastic, confident um, performers mm-hmm. who really got that, you know, bat- butting heads just right. And then she went off, and then she came back just before the wedding, invited Daisy's um, friends and in inverted commas from school. Um, which brought back bullying memories. And then she put a curse on the wedding, which was kind of funny considering how it went. Yeah, but... she doesn't turn up to cry over it. That was Amy, played by Amy Robbins. Oh, thank you. Uh, it, it feels like it was a, a great character that was... It felt like more more should have been done with her. And I think that the story possibly could have happened pretty much exactly in the same way if that character didn't exist. And to get such a, a, a great actress in on the part... I don't know, maybe there's something missing there. But I, I did enjoy what we saw of her. And then, of course, you know, the big thing with this story was the was the Acid Attack episode, which I think, for me, has definitely still is still up there as the best episode of 2023 so far, even though it had that slightly dodgy dream sequence at the beginning, which I didn't really like. There's a lot of extra editing going into Coronation There Street is, actually. The that's, that's something that's creeping in more and more. And it has been... Mixed bits, results for us. Yeah, it has been a little bit you know, over the past five years, but it does feel that 2023 they're ramping it up and sometimes it's even just a case of this scene is going to start with a blur in for yeah, no yeah. particular reason. So who, so what was the one we just watched and there was a blurry bit? It was, it was um, Evelyn watching her daughter walk away from her and, yes. and it blurred for a second. Like she was, oh, I don't know if I can trust what I've no. seen there. And, and sometimes it really works and sometimes it doesn't and I can tell you right now that... It's just a personal opinion. I'm not saying at all that my opinion is the definitive one at all because I know that I, I, I flip-flop on it too. I don't have... There's there's no way to predict no, what I'm going to No, sometimes it works really, really well and sometimes it's like, why Doesn't on it? earth did I you choose to do that? So, so when Stephen killed Rufus, I loved that editing and that was really intensively kind mm. of disruptive editing and um, I like the stuff with, like I said, Evelyn and her daughter... But other things like the beginning sequence where the acid attack, <coughs> where we had the fake wedding or like dream sequence mm. with Daisy and she was imagining, you know, that didn't, that was too cheesy for me. I didn't really like that, but you can't. You also didn't enjoy the, the moment of the acid attack when Daisy was writhing around on the floor and it was no, all a bit wibbly wobbly, wasn't thought, it? No, that was mostly because I found it kind of frustrating from a feminist perspective of. You know, here's a pretty girl and she's been attacked and she's mm. just screaming on the floor like mm. a heroine from the 50s. But that's not really, you know, I'm sure if I, if I had acid thrown on me, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to brave it out <laughs> for feminism. It, it, the thing, it makes sense to me that this story is happening because Charlie Jordan really is Corrie hot property at the moment, isn't yep. she? So it makes perfect sense to take advantage of that put her on the front of the soap magazines, give her the big story. Give her a lovely dress. Exactly. More than one wedding, you know. Yeah. I, I hope yeah. that she will marry um, 
Daniel in the end and we'll get to see her in a different dress <laughs> just because I love wedding dresses and we also got to see her try on wedding dresses when she was yes. trying to pick her yeah. even though it's hideous so that's been for me quite a good storyline with its bumps um, probably I'd say the same for the Stephen one so this is as you say the most divisive story of the year so far Some, but people I've noticed on the fandom are starting to warm towards it as they're realising oh, this is meant to be farcical. There's so, definitely a contingent of people who will never, ever like this story and just mm. hate it. And I, I'm i really interested as to why, but I don't I don't feel like it's going to be a productive conversation to mm. speak to people that hate it because I hate things for no reason to. <laughs> um, it's just an emotional reaction. Some people just don't like serial killers and Corey. Some but, people just don't get on with Todd Boyce's acting style yeah. either, do the they? More, the more you progress through Coronation Street over the years, the more you're just going to have to accept that you cannot use the argument, it's not Corey, when you have a serial killer on the street. Because <laughs> they just come up every sort of five years yeah. or so. It's like locusts coming out of the out of the ground. Yeah, so, so some things I've really enjoyed about this story. Teddy's murder with the hole punch was just great. Um, Lest we forget also the, uh, the roof box farce. That was when they were lifting the roof box. I, I was disappointed that we didn't get the episode of Audrey driving up to the Lake District, stopping off at Bev's house and some kind of mishap going on with this body in the roof box. That was a bit of a shame for me. Um, Rufus's death. Absolutely. That was brilliant. I would say that's my scene of Oh, no, actually, no, it's not my scene dun, of this dun, story dun, so dun, far. Dun, my dun, scene dun, of this story dun, dun. so far this year was the Stephen trips out on LSD. That was oh. a really, really brave move from there Coronation so Street. There so many but, great this, scenes. Oh. With all the editing, that was really the sort of thing that could have gone utterly wrong for me, but I was just enthralled throughout the whole of this, enthralled and entertained with the with the melty face Sarah, with the Leo and Teddy in the audience, with the picture changing to look like him. Just fantastic. I'm going to say, and sorry, because I don't normally like to talk about Patreon things, because, you know, not everyone's a Patreon member, but when Stephen's story is over, we have to do top five Stephen scenes. Do you like it? That might put people off of our Patreon, <laughs> but it might entice some other people. I'm just going to say that Stephen... Love Him or Hate Him has had some incredibly iconic scenes in this storyline. Yeah, he has. Some scenes that people will remember. Yeah, yeah. for good or bad. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I love it. But the bits in the story that don't work as much for me, like, I'm not really into the whole nipper-snapper thing. I don't buy that this idea of Michael's is this hot property in the undergarment... No, it's not undergarments, is it? In the fashion world, and that well, it needs to be sold to America and everyone wants to buy in. All this businessy kind of stuff, like Stephen Austin Carla. I just, it, it wasn't as fun as just a plain old murdering for me. No, but it feels like these are all necessary elements. They are necessary, to, but they're not on, my favourite To get them bits. to where we are now, where we have very important players in, in the show involved. So... You know, Carla's stepping back. We've got Owen, who's a potential victim. We've also got Michael, mm. who could be the sacrificial lamb that yeah. sort of makes yeah. Stephen into a true serial killer icon. Because, you know, Stephen hasn't killed anybody of note on Coronation Street as of yet. Sorry, sorry, sorry actors who played <laughs> those, those three characters who were killed off. But, yeah, you know what and I there's mean? also the, the, the Jenny element as yes. well, which I feel that I just want to 
get her properly into the story now yeah, because I know, she's but just this been is, just on the fringes. This is what I mean. I don't mind it being drip, drip, dripped out because I honestly think that this is going to be up until Christmas. I, mm. I, I don't know. I, you guys know we don't, we don't really know what they're doing. I don't know how much they've planned in advance, but if. Stephen's story is like one of the major things that happened at Christmas time. I'm going to have a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. Um, you, you mentioned the, the Max story. Oh, and hang on, no, and, and Tim. Oh, yeah, Tim's, Tim's also, you know, well. Tim's um, Tim and and Jenny are, and Michael, you know, in, in kind of, you know, Jenny, I goes Jenny, Michael, no, Tim, I don't know, Tim and Jenny are kind of... What, what you're ranking? I'm just trying importance. to say, who... Who he, he could kill any of those three characters, not Jenny, and he could he's, really make a mark in Corey history. If he kills Jenny, I'm going to kick off. He's not going to kill Jenny. He could Jenny. kill he's Tim. He's not going to kill he Tim. He could kill Tim. Michael, he could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Sorry. So yeah. I, on the whole, I would say, yes, I'm loving this story, but it is really risky having such a divisive story continue for so long. Out of all the big stories this year, this has been definitely the longest running, I would say. Um, mm. so something else that's been good this year I still think has been the Max story it came that's, to a conclusion yeah, that's and been running since last year like the Stephen one yeah that started around the same time but it, it kind of finished didn't it and now it's just having its its revival now that Max is out of prison and we've got the introduction of Gav and Sabrina which are absolutely fantastic additions to the street although I'm not sure how long they're going to stay that story I mean if I think back about big moments of 2023 we did have things like the, the bomb attack episode which is possibly memorable for the wrong reasons um max actually being sent to prison was an interesting choice as well that i wasn't necessarily expecting and we are seeing the redemption of him which is pleasing to me because i do i do actually quite like max and it's nice to see that he is he really wants to be a good guy and um, yeah it's but not everybody on the street is um we're so willing to accept him uh, to accept that yeah so you know one of the unspoken things about um Max's storyline is the introduction of of Gav and Sabrina and they are two new black characters mm. and before you know the Baileys were, were the only black characters on the street we've lost two of the members of that family with um, James and Grace yes Grace was ish member of yeah, the family yeah she was, she was a sort of satellite of that family mm. and, and now we've got an extra two black um, cast members and I, I really think it's important to diversify that Absolutely. because there's so much pressure on the Baileys and I feel really bad for the actors and the characters and the writers to sort of have to um, represent an entire spectrum of people with this one family and all the criticism that's been sort of levelled at them for various reasons um, mm, so I had to put up with an awful lot. So I think that the fact that we've introduced um, Sabrina and, and Gav really positive, mm. like that. Hope they stick around. Why? Why wouldn't they? This They're has both... also been a good year for Dee Dee as well, hasn't it? Yes. Shanique Sterling Brown joined the cast last autumn. Little bit of a quiet introduction. She had that great first. She scene, hasn't had or her scene own near story. The, the beginning where she was um, defending James at the, at the football stadium, but she's mm-hmm. been on the back burner a little bit. But being involved tangentially with the Sarah Louise story line um and the Paul storyline they've really developed her character and I'm liking her even more now than I did at the beginning and I, yeah. I already quite liked her at the beginning and then she won the best newcomer award at the British Soap Awards very as positive. well so, so that's great so um, the only thing I will say about the Max storyline was that it did contribute to our sort of dis- um disillusionment 
Is that right? The right word? Is I don't know. Word? Finish your sentence. Where like... at the beginning of the year, it felt like no consequences existed. So things could happen in Coronation Street and the next week, nobody remembered. So Max, you know, was responsible for a stabbing and a bomb. Kind of, kind of. The whole st- Alia would say the, he was the responsible. The white supremacist storyline involved those two things, and it felt like it was just run of the mill. That's what happens. Weatherfield, move it on, move it on, move it on. One one week, Ali's being blown up in a van. The next week, it's like, oh, Freddie's owner's in the hospital. What will we do with him? Who's mm. going to babysit the dog? Mm, it felt like things moved too quickly with that, and like I said, no consequences. But I really feel as though. Curry's back on track a bit more. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit disappointed that the story ended as early as it did. I was expecting it to run longer. And once we had the bomb, not long after that, we had the stabbing, I think. Yeah, it was but the I don't think it's over. Maybe it was the other way around. It's not completely over, but the whole Griff angle and really Spider's involvement, which I was enjoying... That just you know fell off the face no, of the planet. No, I don't planet, think so. It? No, I don't. It, it think may it well is. come back, no, but Spider has not been it. in it. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with you there. But they literally mentioned this week the sentencing's coming up. Mm. You, somebody's contacted you. What do you think about Griff? It's all come back again. Yeah, you can't say it's disappeared because it literally appeared, and this is the six month period. You can't have a cut off point for the end of June and then ignore things that happen <coughs> just because they happen at the end of June mm. and say it's not consequential. Something else that I enjoyed about the Max storyline, which Cory still doesn't do as much as I'd like them to, is have the crossover with other storylists. So where Max got Daniel's phone and then he was the one yeah. to find out about Daisy pretending to be Crystal. That was really clever and it was completely unexpected, partly because Corrie doesn't do that sort of thing very much. Um, so I, I, I like that experimental yeah, um, element of it. Um, other other positives for me, I think that the Paul storyline, I, I would say I'm enjoying it, but I would hesitantly say that I'm enjoying it. I don't dislike terminal illness stories quite as much as you do, but it, it is a little bit miserable but on the flip side, I'm, there yeah. have been the positive scenes, haven't there? And that's what I'm really enjoying. I'm actually surprised at how much Coronation Street is managing to make this into a positive storyline. I don't know whether people are in denial or what I'm supposed to really think about this. But as a viewer who does need to... You know, it's it's selfish when real people are going through this kind of thing. But you, when you're watching something for entertainment value, you need a bit of balance. And I think this is realistic to what you would be like. I think you would put your head in the sand at the very early stages of this and just concentrate on what can I do to make my life happy in the time that I have left. And then we're at that stage in Paul's diagnosis where it's all generally positive and I'm dreading where this is going to go it's cl- I mean it's not going to have a happy ending is it so I'm gonna, appreciating this while I can when when the decline comes it's going to be even more upsetting to watch but just watching everybody get on with each other and, it, and I tell you another thing that it's doing is it's building a community spirit in Coronation Street which is one of those it feels artificial in this day and age because lots of people don't know their neighbours I'm not really sure whether it's a fake nostalgia for something that never really happened in most of the country <laughs> where everybody got on with each other and we all supported our, you know, our local, our local friends and things like that. Mm. But it's nice to see people rally around Paul and try their best to, yeah, you know, even and just things like the, the darts tournament with him, everybody using their, 
their non-dominant hand. Yeah, yeah, and and bits of the wedding as well with the, with Gemma and Paul having a bop on the dance oh. floor was lovely. Gemma's wedding dress, fantastic, definite highlight of twenty twenty three for me. Yeah, and so I, I do would, hope that there are yeah. still these moments of levity in this story as we go forward, Genuinely, especially if it's going to go on for years potentially. Never thought that Gemma and Gemma's wedding to Chesney would be a real highlight. Mm. of Corrie in in a, in a year but it was yeah and I'm so when you keep saying oh how how many years how many years I keep thinking to myself I'm totally convinced you know when you get yourself a theory and you just convince yeah. that's what's gonna happen I am just convinced that Paul is gonna sacrifice himself for something somehow you reckon I really do <laughs> I I if at Christmas so this is my prediction Christmas day Stephen's trying to kill somebody and Paul jumps in the way <laughs> He, oh. Maybe he's running him down with a with one of the scooters from Seven Fellas <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. But, I'm, uh, I'm afraid that EastEnders has already got Christmas Day timed up for the murder drama. I know. <laughs> the flash forward that we yeah. had. Oh, I'm so jealous that Corey's not done something like that. Maybe um, next year. But yeah, with, with, with this storyline, with Gemma, I'm feeling that she is absolutely tolerable for me and and I we always used to love Gemma when she first came in didn't she but he, when it was the height of oversaturation of Gemma I'm thinking going back the last three four years or so the caravan holiday scene all the stuff um with uh the fresh go four and all the gross out stuff I I I, I did love Gemma before but I was really my my faith was tested there and it's nice that she's just being a supportive sister still having nice smiles Bernie I'm enjoying in this as well the crystal stuff's kind of fun at the moment have come into their own in this storyline and it's very nice to see those two actresses being used yeah well Jane Hazelgrove has got so much um clout acting clout but I feel that up until this point, Bernie's been more of a, a bit of a throwaway side character, a bit of a comic relief, and this has given her the opportunity to sort of show what she's made of. The other thing with this story as well, we were talking about crossovers between stories, and we did have Paul pinching Rufus's car, didn't we? And I do wonder, because St- I mean, eventually Stephen's going to get found out no. with the Stephen thing. His tie pin is... That's completely been forgotten about now, hasn't it? But it's clearly going to be the key somewhere. Stephen having his wonky type in. Uh, and I, I, I so wish that it wasn't written in the script for Sean to have said, oh, look at your type in. Isn't that lovely? Oh, it's looking a bit loose. I wish that they had had him wear the type in. And at the end, he did after the swimming pool scene, he didn't have the type in. And it would, and maybe nobody would have noticed, but then they could have gone back and said, look, it was there all along. That was going to be the clue, because it will be, that gets Stephen linked to Rufus's murder. But the fact that they had Sean saying, oh, look at that tie pin, it just warmed us up for looking at something happening with the tie pin. So uh, I'm a bit disappointed with that. But I don't I don't know how it's going to get found out, because surely this tie pin would have been discovered by it now when the police like... comb the area. But it has got to be a key somewhere for him his downfall no it feels like a pat feeling earring no i really really don't think so this this is going to get him caught um the other big storyline then this year the rape um 
it, that's had its good points and its bad points. I think the actual episode with the rape itself was incredibly well done. Amy and Aaron going back to the flat, getting drunk. There was some more wibbly-wobbly editing a bit. And the moment when he kind of flops her onto the bed and then the, the pants go on the floor, that was really creepy, chilling stuff. And although there were elements of the story afterwards, especially with Ardy afterwards, like when he drew on Aaron's head, that was great. I love that. It felt like the story stopped and started a bit much. I liked the ending as well. Um, but I was the expecting... The ending was when... realistic, yeah. but I know a lot of people felt that it was anticlimactic. And I would really, really urge those people... I don't normally, you know, have a conflict with people about their opinions on things. Because I really do feel as though... And I've said this... I encourage people to write in and tell tell us what they think if they don't agree with us. But this is one of those examples where I really think if you didn't like it, I want you to think about why. And I want you to think about why Coronation Street did it. And I want you to acknowledge that it's frustrating because it's realistic. And if you're upset at how the story ended with no real justice for Amy, turn that frustration and rage into action and do something about it. Even if it's just standing up for people who have gone through this or accepting people when they, when, if they have a story to tell you, even that's, that's just the minimum that you can do Mm. because I'm, I'm sorry, but this is, this is real life. Coronation Street did a really good job on that. I'm really proud of them for how they handled it because we were sort of confused quite a lot of the time about how is this going to end? How is this going to come to a conclusion? It it felt like it was so natural and easy the way that they did it, but it was just right for me. There was just bits in the middle that I I wasn't as excited by and the storyline stopped for a bit. When we heard that there was going to be this big rape story, we thought it would be a big rape story and it, it felt it was over after. Well, maybe it was. Maybe that's my fault. We were told there's going to be a rape story. Aaron's going to rape Aaron. I'm sorry, Aaron's going to rape Amy. Um, this Mr. Nice Guy is going to. Was I? Well, I don't well, we, that. we were we were invited. We went along to the Zoom interview session with James uh, Craven, oh. didn't we? Yeah, that was um, in Manchester when we were in Manchester. Yeah, I, so we knew that it was going to happen. No, but maybe... I, I think I had a different idea. I mm. think that I'm a bit more. Um, Without wishing to brag, I've got. I think I've got my finger a bit more on the pulse of women's issues than you do. I just thought that so it was going to last longer and have bigger shockwaves and ramifications. And it feels like a couple of months in, including many weeks where the story didn't feature, it's now over. But we, we it's still clearly having some effect on Amy. But I don't know. It feels yeah, I like really want Amy before I was expecting. I really want Amy to move forward in the second half of this year. Maybe involving Toya, I don't know, with this storyline, with the shot. What are they call the shoulder volunteers. Oh yeah, shoulder volunteers. That's right. <laughs> I want her to folk. I want them to talk about the lingering trauma without. Again, it's difficult because it's an entertainment thing. You don't want to be really heavy, but you want to be realistic and you want to respect the you know the people who have gone through this process and having it's similar to what happened with Aiden's storyline with male mental health and and um and suicide where loads of listeners contacted us and it was quite heavy to to read people's true life experiences and understand how much how deeply Coronation Street attached them the same thing with Amy's storyline many listeners have come 
you know, have, have mentioned to us that they feel like they've gone through a, a similar thing to what mm. Amy went through. I just hope that, you know, I hope that people who went, went into it with a with a sceptical view about Was it rape her or not? story yeah. have come away, even if they haven't changed their mind, just with a bit of a question in, them, in mm. their heads. Yeah, it, it has done, I do think it has done a good job with that. Um, what I don't want to happen with Amy, though, is for her to become a figure of misery and be this year's summer. Because I really, really like Amy, and I I want to continue to like her. So I want her to be, I want her to be able to find her inner strength to to get past this, you know. And and deciding to volunteer for the sh- shoulder volunteers or whatever it was <laughs> is a positive first step. So, in so that. here's it's my spunky move. Here's my thing. You know, you don't want me to talk about what I predict for the next six months but if I had a wish list what I would really like is for Summer and Amy because at the moment they're both at loose end the both of them can't continue their studies until the new year which I think for lots of students begins in September October um they're kind of like spinning their wheels They they don't have anything to do but they both got trauma and it's kind of related to Aaron but it's also related to um medical things that they can't help so you know so amy amy was victimized because she's a woman summer's summer's um issues are based around the fact that she's diabetic i don't know how they can go through something but i feel like there needs to be some kind of bonding trauma event (laughs) where they both have to rely on each other somehow in a desperate situation and they have they they bring strength to one another and they bond that way and it feels cathartic and renew it feels like a renewal for both those characters where they go through a transformative <coughs> event mm. together yeah do you see would, what i mean yeah, i don't absolutely. know how that sounds great. I, love I don't know how that would happen but it would feel like a redemption for those two mm. two girls and as, someone as does need it as they're turning into women mm. that that's been you mean you, you mentioned summer there that's been another positive <laughs> for this year for me <laughs> that we have been able to get a bit of a break from her oh. but as, as 2022 drew to a close we were as were a lot of people just so fed up of summer being constantly shoved down our throats for basically the whole the back half of 2022 and i did quite enjoy the climax that came a lot earlier than i was expecting with summer getting trapped in the hargreaves house and then going off to hospital and everything the whole thing with the affair with mike coming out that was quite a nice ending and since then it's kind of petered out and and that's been just right for me the thing is about you know I was saying about Amy being targeted for being a woman and and Summer was definitely targeted too because she was um she was able to carry a, a baby oh yeah for for, for Mike and uh, Esther. Esther yeah so the fact that they're both being victimized because they are women I feel like is a bit of a it feels like a crowbar that we can use to kind of pry open some kind of real character moments for the pair of them but how I don't know mm get stuck in a lift (laughs) i can't think of anything good but i just i really do think that they're on the brink because i admire that both those actresses i feel harriet bibby has done the a a fantastic job even if we found summer frustrating at times (laughs) she's risen to the challenge she has done what she was asked i think she's great we've always liked um 
Amy's actress, Alma Vaney. Amy Vaney, who <laughs> we've done interviews with. She's, she's we've lovely. watched her grow as as Coronation Street fans. So glad that those they kept two her. together, and and they're going into a year together of of like you know you mentioned could they end up um, in halls of residence or you know sharing a flat somewhere. Hmm. There's so much potential. They're both fantastic, and I'd love and Asher too. Yeah, those I... three could carry Coronation Street for the next 10 years. Asha, and the, the underuse and of her, our, again, you know, has been a real frustration for me in 2023. We had the thing with her deciding she wanted to be a paramedic after that bizarre um, pond fall from Nina at the beginning <laughs> oh, yeah. of the year, starting off 2023 with a splash. And and she has just disappeared off the face of the earth, really. So as the whole of the Allahans, as, as a yeah, real Hardy. popular family... Why aren't the Allahans being used yeah. more seriously? Come on. And I'm focusing on those on those girls, but obviously I would really love Ardy to be involved in it mm. too. Oh, just imagine like the, the student house with those characters in. It's like Fresh Meat meets Weatherfield. Yeah, if you've seen exactly. Fresh Meat. If you haven't seen Fresh Meat, watch it because it's really, really good. <laughs> it's I, a yeah, it's just a comedy show about a bunch yeah, of students, students that live yeah, together. Yeah. Um, other real positives for, for 2023 to me when I was thinking back on it, um, I want to give a shout out to the stuff as small as it has been with Sam and Hope and Eliza. That Those scenes where Sam and Hope oh, were on yeah. a date together going to the cinema and he was there with his bow tie and everything <laughs> was so cute. Judy Alden still absolutely wonderful. Isabella Flanagan really... Uh, I, I, massively popular doing a super job with that character and um and the character eliza as well who i really enjoyed as soon as she came into it i was kind of sad that she disappeared and was barely used and she was still not seen very much of her but that little mini love triangle of 10 year olds or however old they are then 11 12 year olds was really cute for the few weeks that it lasted we had the the <laughs> science explosion in the bistro which was fun science explosion that's what it was it was an like... explosion of science <laughs> you should write the the um the, the movie isn't? tagline for that oppenheimer movie oh, about exactly. <laughs> science explosion um but yeah i i, I really really love to see more of that but you know it's it's a kid pro it's a kid storyline you're not gonna see a whole lot of them unfortunately um and i'd also like to give a quick shout out to uh, the aggie and yvette story is a, a massive massive Brilliant. highlight for me despite the fact that so far it's only lasted a week or so um i'm sure it, there's going to be more to come yeah there. i just loved it i just love Yvette. i thought she was brilliant yeah real you know for a character that's Anna, been Anna in Bella Weir. yeah that's right for a character that's only been in what three four five episodes Mwah. or so absolutely superb i've so, also enjoyed um there's been an awful lot of evil in this year hasn't there there really has and i don't know whether they're just trying to get her in before she goes off to tread the boards i mean she she's already doing it now isn't she so her her time on coronation street for now is going to be fairly limited before she takes a bit of a a lovely break um, <laughs> they just managed to, to fit in the... They knew that we were doing this. Coronation Street revolves most of their storylines around what we schedule, think and our schedule of podcasting. <laughs> so they knew we were going to do this six-month review. So they just pipped in that amazing, you said nine-minute-long scene between Claire Sweeney, yeah, who Cassandra. is, you know, a, coronation, uh, a soap legend from Brookside... Mm in this country and uh, Maureen Lippman who played Evelyn who plays Evelyn um, those two together just that very prolonged scene with the confrontation the frustration I mean watching those two with empathy you just 
felt so bad for both of them. They yeah. were just that was that was superb. That was the scene of the year for sure. In a horrible trap, the pair of them in mm. in this it's eight it's an age old storyline. You know, we had somebody on Twitter heckling us as though we were Coronation Street writing the stories ourselves saying i'm fed up with drug storyline i can understand that reaction same way i feel like when we have who's the daddy and and affair storylines where i think i don't i'm not interested in this but the human drama of it mm. you cannot deny the power and the the age the sadly age old problem of addiction mm. i i'm just a little bit sad knowing that it can't go on for too long because Maureen needs to step away from the street for a while. But hopefully we're going to see some great stuff with Cassandra and Tyrone. Tyrone, yeah, that's Tyrone's had a bit of a quiet beginning to the year. Um, but all, there's been, a, it feels like an awful lot of Maureen Lipman, which is perfect for me. She's one of the best actresses on the show by far. Evelyn as a character really, really works for me. And the fact that they've got this, well, the character said yesterday she's 77 years old. But somebody of, you know, quite advanced years being given some really meaty stuff to do. Absolutely wonderful. I know we're going to talk G- but about... But give her a friend. Give I, her a friend. I'd, yeah. love, I'd well, love there to be a little... Yasmin and Roy, perhaps. She has. She's got, she's got Roy. I'd, I'd quite like to have a little odd lady friend. I like, don't, of course I don't she's got think... Roy, and that's a bit of a funny angle. I'm not sure whether... It's not necessarily needed. Roy is going to be the, the confidant. I think it might be Yasmin. Maybe, maybe. But we're, we'll talk about this yeah. more at the end of the, the I do, week. I do want to mention um, Cerberus's death as another oh. absolute show-stopping scene of the year for me. Just heart-wrenching. And when you've got an actress the calibre of Maureen Lipman, you can give her all that kind of stuff and you know that she's going to... Um, She's going to not miss a beat. She's going to blow us Excellent blow work. us all the way. And she did. So sad to lose Cerberus, but glad that we got that scene. Um, all of, the, all of the, the, the Dobbs stuff has been... It's been okay for me. Hope getting obsessed with John Stape. That was kind of fun. Um, oh, I like that, yeah. But but I've not been too fussed on the whole Beth slapping her and the, and the outcome of that. Uh, the Marco element to it. Yeah, what's happened with it's that? It's been fine. Are they but back together again? Who? I don't, Beth, Beth and Kurt? I don't think they are. And the fact that right. I don't know kind of says quite a lot about the story that let's, I'm not mega impressed by it. Let's address the negatives are we gonna did we do the negatives first we come back to our neutrals and 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 that let's talk about the bad stuff there's no i i really wouldn't i don't think there's much i wouldn't have structured it this way but you've you've done positives negatives neutrals so (laughs) negatives now don't have to go through the order it's got talent week what happened in that yeah i don't know that's a that's a real shit well you know paul's a diagnosis reveal. The, the wedding, wedding was really good. The first bit of that week, <coughs> it was good. And then, what happened? Exactly. I don't... Was it Sarah stuff that week? I, I don't... They didn't have a stunt. And I know that it's a gimmick. Oh, it was the Justin Court stuff, wasn't it? You know, it's a big It's a big problem with with notable weeks. You know, you've got... You've got Christmas, you've got New Year's, you've got Britain's Got Talent Week, you've got... What's the other one? Super Soap Week. Super Soap Week. And they, it feels very formulaic and, and frustrating. Everything has to hinge around these things and there has to be something bombastic to kind of bring the punters in. But I feel like Coronation Street made a mistake here by trying to rise above it. And I really do think if they'd focused just on Paul and Gemma, it could have been... 
a character-driven week, but they mixed it too much. They they just mixed everything up together. There was no stunt, and I don't want Coronation Street to rely on stunts. But if you set yourself up for it, mm. and you 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 understand you that a bit trapped into viewers' expectations are going to be. It's frust- it's I know it's frustrating and I, I don't know what the solution is, mm. but what I do know is that Britain's Got Talent Week felt very much like a bit of a um a miss. Yeah, but but at least and I would say that the main misses of the year this year have just been smaller things like yeah like the scene at the beginning of the year where Bernie and Gemma got trapped themselves in the school because of the teacher sending Joseph home because he signed what? in the football pitch. Hey. Absolutely ridiculous. It's like but it was over soon. It's forgotten that she's got a deaf child now. Yeah. It was over soon, so I didn't particularly mind that. I'm disappointed that Peter's bartering story didn't last oh, the whole year because I can't sorry, that. that was so obvious that that could have happened. And all it ended up with was now he's got a motorbike that Paul can fall off of and Oh, I wish that that had been done differently and that really we could just see that like carrying on through the year. They lost but, uh, their nerve yeah, or something. But I don't oh, know. well with that. It's not a not a huge story. Um, Lawrence I did... and Sean, what the hell happened with oh, that? Gosh, it's like yeah. we had another serial killer going on on the street. I still don't know if he killed his wife or not. <laughs> he pushed her off a mountain. You know, the dentist guy, he got accused of, of killing his wife. He got offended and he left. It, it's realistic, but that means it's boring. <laughs> That that story just just went at the end, didn't Don't it? And, it? And it is a Sean story, so it is to be expected. But every time Sean gets a story, I think maybe this is going to be the one. And still, I am baffled, utterly baffled by Dylan's inclusion in the show. I know that Liam McShane has has had his exams and everything to do, but why is this character in it and he has nothing to do? And he's a great actor. I also didn't like the way Zidane came back and then he went. Frustrating. But, you know, talking Again, about over actors... And over and done with. Talking about actors being in it or not being in it, we can't criticise too much because we really don't know what the what the situation is. It could be something personal. could be something to do professionally. Don't know. Won't focus on that too much. No, but the, the way that Mariam came in and then kind of just forgave really him when like she Mariam. found out about him really letting nice. her dad die. Weird, but... Over and done with in a couple of weeks, whatever. Same, I think, with the space storyline. That was a bit of a miss for me about her leaving. Exits aren't Jackson been that coming great. back very tall. Miley kind of cute, too tall. Um, but it, it, that's probably the longest running story that was a bit of a swing and a miss for me. But when I just put it up against everything else that I feel has been positive for this year. I, it, 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 I'm not particularly fussed. Oh, well, it happened. Um, I've already talked about the Allahans not being in it very much. That's been a bit of a disappointment to me. My Obviously, biggest Toya thing, and Spider. Toya, Spider and Abby. You know, Toya and Abby, my it's girls, love them. It's been a year since Abby has Where really done anything of note. It's bizarre. And I get how, you know, after um, Sally Carmen and, and Joe Dettine got married and after Abby's you know, she's had a busy few years. She Maybe she wants to have a bit of a breather. But it is, seriously, it's been a year now that she hasn't had a big story. And this is a character who was... She was up there as one of Corrie's leading ladies. Yep. And I, I, I don't get that. Um, I think we've covered the negatives. Yeah, really not much. The big stories have all had their downsides. Like I said, the nipper snapper or what's going on with the acid attack story. But there hasn't been any huge, huge stories that I've felt 
I just want this to end So let's now. just talk about stories where it's a bit of a mixed bag. So, you know, the Bistro stuff with Damon, mm. you know, I, I really am surprised at how much I'm enjoying the drama, the fallout of the affair with Sarah, Damon and Adam. I We've had, to, it feels, the thing is about when, when you've been a Coronation Street viewer for a very long time and you get to a certain age, everything starts to to run into each other and you forget and time has no meaning anymore and so i feel as though we've only just had a who's the daddy storyline with nick in all that lot but it nick had and kylie nick that and was kylie 10 years ago for who, who was it what the baby yeah um that was, uh, was that was harry? that was um no 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 harry sarah Lisa. that was um... i don't remember you're gonna have to help me <laughs> oh my gosh lily lily was it lily yeah that was lily and that's how old look, she is now. Look so. at her now. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's been it's been enough time mm. that they can do another one, but it does feel very fresh because I think it is because we started out the podcast talking about that storyline. Mm. Yeah. So it feels like we've just come back to square one, but well, the fact I'm also, enjoying it a lot more now. Especially than I as they've I done the DNA test and it's a little bit different. I'm still not sold on Damon as a character. There's just something a bit unlikable about him, and and he's supposed to be unlikable, but it's not necessarily a love to hate way. Um, I They're was... focusing too much on boring business things, yeah. both in the storyline and Bistro, the Stephen one. Bistro, late licensing, Don't care. not interested whatsoever. Stephen, Owen, Carla, shares Nipper Snapper. That, ne- that never works for me. Well, very, 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 very rarely. And of course we lost Jacob in this storyline, which is a bit of a surprise exit earlier in the year, wasn't it? Do you remember? Jacob, hey, getting beat, he, he, got, he was working in the bistro and he took the drugs delivery and then he flushed them down the toilet and then his yeah. dad beat him up and then he was gone. It's like, oh, is, is, is that it? Because He's he was gone. a really, really popular character. Um, so yeah, that one's, that one's had its some good moments, but I'm, I'm still a bit lukewarm on the whole affair thing because I, I, I am disappointed in Sarah. I think she's made some morally questionable choices in this story. I don't mind. I'm sorry. So the Dobbs household we've had, I hope, Obsessed with John State, which was a fantastic diversion for me. We had sort of the chinchilla very briefly and then she got eaten. Maybe, who knows what happened to her. Yeah. Not sure. Not really sure. Maybe it was Peanut after all. Yeah, Hope framing Peanut, Beth slapping her, Beth then having an affair. Um, Kirk dumping her. Nah, I don't know about that. And, and, and some of it was done because Fizz has had to go off to... Well, Jenny McAlpine's had to go off on a maternity leave, hasn't she? So and so her going, her going off to Norwich to be the supervisor there, it didn't really ring true, but there's only so many reasons for maternity storylines that you can have. I, I, found, um, I found Brian to be a bit of a hit and miss this year. I've, I've not really got this Isabella story she's winding me up more than I think she's supposed I like to. her I think she's I, really I don't like her but like I like her, watching her scenes I've enjoyed Brian kind of being a buffoonishly Italian and doing his Italian hand a gesture I'll tell you one sort thing, of thing I like about this storyline is that it for once it's not a southerner who's coming and crapping all over everything, and everyone hates them. Yeah, now, it's, it's now it's a foreigner. Yeah. So I, I also kind of enjoyed, but you know, it's never going to win any awards, is it? The the whole boat building story with George and the <laughs> and, and the, the, the golden hinds and the stolen maiden head and all that. It was it was okay, 
but I do, I just yearn and wish for something really meaty for the Grimshaw family to get their yeah. teeth into because they are, you know, they've been on the street for 20 years it's now. It's been their thumbs now. Um, it, it, do they need to bring back Jason to give this a kickstart? I, I don't know. Sue Cleaver is a super actress. Gareth Pierce is as well. Oh, but more for I, just feel, I, I just feel like the Grimshaws are really spinning their wheels at the moment. Even, well, yeah, even more so than the Allahans. So, you know, we've also got um, George's sister... Okay, Glenda. Glenda with her little big shots. What's going on with that? Estelle came in. She was sort of a big deal, wasn't she? Yeah, I can't she, remember who the actress she was. She was, now, you but... know, a big, big name on in the West End circuit. Mm. And they she's opened this franchise. And we know that some of the kids on Corrie, on Coronation Street, you know, the, the, the geographical area, they're going to this school. And Glenda's They mention working. it every now and then. But is What's that, that why? Is that, is there a, yeah, but I feel like that's going to build is up it to good, something. Maybe. It feels like, is it just like a story about Glenda having money woes or, you know, not getting the return on her investment and all that kind of stuff doesn't really thrill me or, or fill me with excitement and anticipation. But it has been good to be able to see Glenda. I think that Dee Dee at the moment has overtaken and I always compare those two because they came they into the show fairly close together, didn't they? Shanique and, and Jodie. And it started off with Glenda being the main one out of the two of them, but she's had more of a backseat this year. And I would, I really love, love, love the character of Glenda, and I'd like to have Jodie a Prego's proper got star big power. meaty story. And her being in the Rovers too. She's super there. She's absolutely a perfect fit. Um, there's not been very many but, trio scenes with those three. No, there's not. The Rovers are still. Oh, floundering still, a bit. still floundering unfortunately but I love yeah. I love the bits we do get with it oh and, yeah you know, all we do get is great but there's just not enough of it it's too much cafe we've also got the, the thing with Stu and you know his his daughter and his wife Lucy and Bridget oh, in prison oh that's so frustrating Eliza, to me like, it Stu just getting, feels like they're on the cusp he got a load of money what happened with that mm, just feels to me like they're on the cusp of finding out the truth about what happened with um Charlie is it her murder and it wasn't actually Stu's daughter it was the granddaughter and when they brought hang on the mum yeah the mum oh sorry the other yeah you know the the, the wrong person has taken the fall for this um but I I I, they brought it up for a few weeks I'm not loving the Nazir scenes that household kind of semi works for me but I do think Eliza's got potential but it's just feeling like come on just let this happen because it feels like it's something is going to gonna go down there it's really good that Yasmin and Stu are together but there aren't enough scenes of them so Alia needs to get to sort of pair up with somebody to make that household into sort of more of a a big family unit because mm. at the moment it feels like you've got Stu's storyline you've got Yasmin's storyline you've got Alia's storyline but they're not unified it's kind of the same yeah, especially now that the Yas- yeah now that Yasmin is um floating about in the Roy story yeah feels like Stu is superfluous for that or should I say superfluous <laughs> um and uh, the I guess he will be involved especially if things start to get a little bit amorous between Yasmin and Roy maybe I don't know but who knows where that's headed I, I don't I don't not like the characters obviously Yasmin was huge going back two three years but when when that story comes on, it's not making me go great. The the continuing adventures of the the Carpenter Nazir household, 
And as yeah. I say, more, more Eliza would be lovely. So I think we've covered all the story stuff. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know... It's very I, potted uh, history there of yeah, the last six months. I think we've covered the main story beat. So at the beginning of the episode, I said, well, this is what I think. Better than... The, be- the highs were not as high as last year's highs, but the lows were absolutely not as low as last year's lows. Um, what, what is kind of your overall impression? Yeah. Are you feeling good about Coronation Street? Yeah, I do. I, I, you know, it's one of those things where if you ask me in a week where I've enjoyed the show, I'm going to be more positive than in a week where I haven't. And luckily this week I've thought I've had a really good time watching the show, especially, yeah, I think both days this week I've gone, wow, mm. that was really, really good. I enjoyed that. I, 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 ne- I never keep records of what we score the, 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 the weeks, but it feels like we've probably got, more in the the high threes and maybe even fours this year than we did a year ago and and fewer in the in the low twos it's certainly not scientific no not at all um so a a a good but not outstanding first half of the year but i'm still feeling positive especially with this i mean this this tyrone cassie evelyn storyline is surely going to kick off into something big now i'm as same as you, surprisingly intrigued about where the Sarah Louise Damon Adam story is going, and um, definitely, I I really really hope, fingers crossed, that something big is going to go on with with Max and Sabrina and Gav because I just want to see more of those, and hopefully Sam as well, uh, less bistro, and and I am always just waiting to see who Stephen's next victim is going to be, and because that's guaranteed to last, I'm going to say at least six months. Um, then well, I, I know that there is some kind of brightness ahead. It's not gonna. It's not. I'm not looking at the second half of 2023 and going. Well, not much to look forward to there. There, I hope really, really is. Um, so that's kind of that's it really. That's an hour of what we think of this year's Coronation Street so far. We do always on these mid-year um, podcasts talk a little bit about the podcast side of things. How's Conversation Street going for 2023? So. Uh, We'll do that as is tradition. Gemma, do you want to kick us off with anything? How's how's the podcast going for you this year? Where's my ad money? <laughs> I knew you'd go straight for that. Where's my ad money? We want ad money. Anyway, we've we've started our YouTube um, monetization, which was really good. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us by watching videos over there. That's really helping. It's not loads of money, but it's a really nice, positive thing to sort of see um, that that you know yeah, effort I... correlate to. <clears throat> to something tangible that you can see and it's helping us like you know all the money that we at the moment all the money that we put we get from patreon or advertising goes straight back into the show we use it to buy patreon gifts we use it to go to manchester we pay for postage to send out gifts and do the charitable donations we do we do do charity stuff too so mnd association et cetera. Um, so we've gone up to manchester three times this year so that's you know every other month really yeah. I, we I went started... to the british soap awards we went to go to see the tour Mm. Didn't you, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. No, no, I just was going to say, because you, you started talking about the YouTube and that was something that we had as a bit of a goal 
at the beginning of the year, wasn't it? To try and give that a bit more of a push. It was really the beginning of 2020, I'm going to say, that we started putting a lot more on our YouTube channel and the, and the subscribers have been you know, slowly going up ever since then. And once we got to that point where we could monetize, we did. And it's I'm, never going to be our main focus and we're never going to look like YouTubers because we're oh just gosh, chucking no. podcasts up there no. with no videos. But, but so I've, I've been generally fairly happy with how things are going. It's not like we've suddenly going to shot up there or anything, is it? But right. I, I feel I'm quite pleased with the amount of content we're putting on there, including these Street Talk shorts, which was a nice little idea that came to us when back in January, February, I can't it's remember. It's so much faff, though. It, it is it a faff. It takes about half an hour. It's not always half it an does. hour. It's not. It does. Um, but I, it's something that I think is really fun to do at the end of each episode, and we kind of sit there not really talking about what's going on, don't we, as the programme's going, uh, is happening now, and then we just let it all out in that a 60 second splurge after each after each one and it's nice to have something regular and they make you know pence like one or two pence each if we're lucky but yeah. it's it's nice to have something that can keep the it's subscriber like a, numbers a going register. up which they are and yeah exactly and, and some people have got no care whatsoever about what we think about the episode initially but i know that there are definitely some listeners out there who don't want to wait until saturday morning to find out what we've thought about certain parts of this week's coronation street so the street talk shorts that is there to um just provide that immediate reaction lots of fun lots of fun and we we've kind of worked with coronation street to get the um promotion pictures emailed to us each week haven't we so that we can use those in the videos as well which is very very kind of them um but going back to what you were oh actually no well while we're on the subject of youtube actually i've also been somewhat pleased with um i've been trying to do a little bit more of the edity side of things in YouTube. So, you know, in some of the videos that we've done, we've had text appearing on the screen. <laughs> it's such basic stuff, isn't it? Oh, look, we got words appearing on the screen in our videos. But, you know, where we've got the little street sign coming up and um, and, the, and the writing appearing. And we've, uh, we've got a few more video podcasts, like our trips up north, which we'll talk about in a minute. The, um, the, uh, the AI episode that we did of YouTube. Do you remember that? That was fun. That was fun because that was something that we did which was our first ever, well, second maybe, live streaming. And we had the, the audience uh, participation and people were telling us yeah, what to type funny. into ChatGPT to ask it about Coronation Street. And I loved that. And being able to use the YouTube channel to engage with our listeners in a different way has been a lot of fun. Yeah. We're, Thank you, everybody who supported our yeah. YouTube premieres. And yeah, the premieres, exactly. So that's also something new. We've done lots of new stuff on YouTube for 2023, and the premieres has been an awful lot of fun. We've, we've not done many, what, four, five, six, I don't know, where we've had videos appear at um, a certain time in the evening. People have come along, joined in in the chat, and they've sort of written, we've been sort of chatting along with them. Um, as the videos have been going and that's that's an awful lot of fun but yeah most the, the the best ones of those I think have been the the trips to Manchester which I interrupted you talking about about five minutes ago so do you want to do you want to rem remind us a little bit about that no you go ahead no you, you go I'm gonna I'm gonna drink my drink I'm gonna make you tell us about our trips to Manchester you could, we, I can't we, remember we, which ones we did we went we, we've, up we've never I know we've done what no, no, we've, we've never done three trips to Manchester in the first half of a year, have we? But it's been great that we've been able to go up to see the precinct. Um, we did the tour and we did the British Soap Awards. Those have been our three. 
Oh yeah, so we went up and we we met up with Ali Sinclair, who congratulations, thirty years on Coronation Street I working. Know. Oh, nearly half of Coronation Street's history, Ali Sinclair has been working in publicity. That is icon. something to celebrate. So it was really lovely Coronation of her to Street give us icon. give she, us a couple of hours one morning to to show us the precinct. Yeah, she showed us around the precinct set. We got to see inside Roy's the factory set and. Colour and um, Peter's new flat. Oh yeah, we got the scoop on, on that, didn't we? So that was really, really lovely. It was great being able to go into the factory set because finally, after all, actually, I don't know how long the new factory layout's been there. Maybe it's not been so long, but I just didn't understand the way the factory was laid out, and being able to walk inside it has made me go, "Oh, okay, that's where everything is. That's where the seating area is. That's where the offices are." So that was a really, really cool trip. Speaking of the precinct as well, that's something that we've not even mentioned before, which has been new for twenty twenty three coronations. Um, we 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 were watching the building of it last year, but it wasn't until January this year that it appeared on screen. How are you finding that? Do you are you are you enjoying it? Are you finding it's being underused, overused? What what's your kind of six months in impressions of the precinct area? They've done a really good job of easing it in, um, and now it I think it feels like a normal place, but it's always going to be a bit jarring in that first initial sort of period where it's introduced, where you're like. This wasn't in the show before. I don't. And now they go there all the time. What's but that it does, all about? It does feel like it does feel like a Coronation Street location. I don't, I'm not going to say it feels real because it feels like it's it's in a um a mould of Rosamond Street, you know, and and um, Victoria Street, where it feels like an addition to Coronation Street. Yeah, I mean... We, the, and it looks diff- real when you go there. Oh, yeah, it looks it is very real. The, the set designers have done a fantastic job there. And it's obviously given us a few more spaces for characters to potentially live in. We've just got to Gab's flat, for example. Yeah, That's and, I wonder, and but, he's got gnomes and weird flowers outside. His, yeah, I don't really I don't understand And also, we know that Abby at one point lived there, but we don't know which whether we can see her flat from... No the set or if it was, that was somewhere before. else that was when it was that a was twinkle in the set designer's eye the problem that I still have with the precincts and I don't think I'm going to be able to get over it because I haven't with the police station is just the knowledge of where it is in real life compared to Victoria Street and it's supposed to be a long way away from Coronation Street as is the police station but they can't appear on the screen without me thinking that's just round the corner and, and I wish that that's a bit of you know a sausage factory kind of situation, isn't it? I if so I didn't yeah if I if I hadn't been there if I hadn't seen it with my two eyes and I could completely believe that this is far away. But as far as I'm concerned, the police station is just a little stroll away from the precinct. Um, and I know that you know round that corner of the precinct there isn't a sprawling city or or a state or anything. It's the car park. Um, and the at least with the police. They don't really show the front of the police station very often, do they? But this, it's feeling like it's, you know, a weekly occurrence. And so I'm constantly having that reminder of the fakeness of it, which isn't nice. And I, I just hope as the years go on, that lessens a little bit. Um, we also had the, went up for the tour, so we got to see the visitor centre open. And I, a little aside here, I wonder, because... I don't think they can, but it would have been really cool if Coronation Street could have filmed at some point characters in the little canteen area, just so that Mm. they could have got a bit of kudos. I don't know who owns that building 
Um, I don't know if it's Continuum or ITV that owns that. I assume it's ITV. Who knows? I would but assume it's ITV, but they're like, lease it out to Continuum. As a Coronation Street fan, I think we've had loads of really cool things happen this year. We've got the the opening of the um, the tour, the, the Coronation Street experience with the visitor centre, that, that kind of evolution. We've got the Joni clothing collaboration mm-hmm. and we've also got some new stuff coming out from the co-op which we'll probably talk about soon yeah yeah we can't say anything we don't know enough about it to say we, we know there's bits we because some people on the facebook bits. group have posted some some genuine roy's rolls in roy's rolls branding but there is some other stuff soon, and, uh, and more soon. merchandise too for the from the itv shop and the coronation yeah, Street yeah experience like the trim up shop. north stuff we the got fresh the, goes the, bag yeah. i really feel like there's a bit of a renaissance for the fandom and i wonder too if this is a result of ian mcleod focusing on younger people in the Mm. storylines and the younger actors is that brought is that brought in a younger crowd who Mm. are spending money on things that traditional traditionally older older people wouldn't so the journey clothing is a sort of focus quite on the models in in the um in the, the photos, they're sort of 20s, 30s kind of age. Mm. And um, the experience, uh, you know, it, there's a massive spectrum of people that go. If you go on one of those tours, you'll see it's, there's there's grannies and, and babies, you know, and everyone in between. Yeah. So I think Coronation Street is doing a really good job mm. of... Of, uh, of appealing to a spectrum of people and we're starting to reap the benefits as kind of like diehard fans of this mm. extra interest. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a really good idea. I am point. so thrilled about this, this Joni collab and the, and mm. the experience, the, the Coronation Street experience. And Some of that Joni stuff. stuff is going to be on sale at the tour as well, I think, isn't it? I believe. And also the Granada stuff that's going to be, that's oh, at the yeah. shop and the Wonky Duck gin too. Yeah, yeah. That was obviously at Christmas last year, but... Mm. I'm just, I, uh, I am just, I feel like it's, we're in the age of enlightenment. Mm. That, that tour, <laughs> that tour video that we did, the five reasons why you need to go on the Coronation Street tour, that's like one of my proudest ones because it's got, you know, the usual stuff of our video clips with us talking over, but it's also got two sit down interviews yeah. with people who you work on the tour. Job. I, I got me um, uh, talking to people outside the cabin, doing a proper yeah. interview on the Box street pop. kind of thing, Vox Bobby stuff. So I, I'm really, really pleased with how that video went. And um, I, I'd like to be able to do more things. You know, got got no time. We, we're not. We are certainly not full time um, podcasters by any means. Um, and and you said that that was a great thing one to do. And then, like you said as well, the soap awards. I mean, the the soap awards video is now. I think our fifth most viewed video on the on our YouTube channel, despite the fact that it's only a month or so old. So um, I, I only wish that we could do more things like that if that's what the 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 viewers want. But um, soap awards only happen but once a year, unfortunately, and, was, and they don't have a big ceremony for say the inside soap ones or anything. It was really nice to have you know like a, a fan's eye view of what it's like to go to the British Soap Awards. Mm. I'm just gonna say though, wouldn't it be nice if uh, if they let us into the press area that would be very nice to be let into the press area what? maybe one year maybe, it will happen maybe we could do that one time we, uh, they don't need us unfortunately <laughs> no, they but really don't. it would still be quite nice who do they have what's the dog's name hackety dog hackety dog now i'm gonna say if you're gonna pick <laughs> who you're gonna have inside the press area you're not gonna pick us over hackety dog because no. he's got a viral video on 
on the internet, which is quite hilarious about uh, normal men, innocent men. And I, I love him so much. He, but he, he probably wouldn't run up the same drinks bill as you would either, darling. They know. <laughs> he they just know, needs a bowl of like, water. The canapes <laughs> and the champagne bill alone for her. But you make up for it because you would just drink apple ties. That's very true. Um, yeah, so that that was really lovely being able to go to the Soap Awards. Um, it feels like, you know, I don't... We, we may or may not go back to Manchester in the next six months, but um, it's certainly not going to be as frequent, so it's really lovely when we can do that. Um, and another thing to the podcast this year, we, we've had a few interviews. It's not been many. I've been really, really trying hard to get interviews and hitting a few brick walls, unfortunately. But I was still really chuffed to be able to meet, uh, to, to talk to Michael Condren, who played Griff. Yeah. Lovely, lovely guy. Um, and also Vinter Morgan as well, yeah. who played Uncle Ronnie. Uncle we, Ronnie. We do, we do have more interviews coming. Some of them are going to be very, very soon. I'm not going to say any more, but I'm, I am excited so. that the, 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 the slight pause in interview frequency is soon to be resolved for a little bit at least. So uh, there's a little tease for you because I know that we've definitely got some uh, listeners out there that enjoy watching the interviews and listening to them. We are a podcast after all. We are, yeah. So I think that's pretty much it for our yeah. mini tour of uh, 2023. I, you know, I'd like to thank you, Michael, for... All of the hard work on behalf of myself and the listeners well, that you put thank in. Thank you as well for all your uh, all your no keen need. observations and, and witty comments and banter. No need. And no quizzes. Need. Yeah, that's right. This whole thing runs on my quizzes. And, so. and tolerance of um, my borderline obsession with coronations. Borderline? Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, but really it's because you guys listen. Thank you. Honestly, I think we would... Michael would make us do this if we didn't have any... I, I can't say we'd be doing the podcast nearly 11 years later if we only had about 10 people listening. I don't know. I as, really as... don't know. But we know that you guys are listening. We know that our, our, our listeners have gone up this year, so really appreciate everybody. Yes, they have. They really have. Lovely. And we are so grateful. And, you know, thanks to our patrons, but also thanks to everybody. If you interact with us, if you click on us, if you like us, if you review us, if you subscribe, if you uh, go to YouTube and you give us a thumbs up. If you write a comment on Reddit about how lovely Conversation Street is. Please do feel free to to pick us up everywhere you can. (laughs) Um, we, We just... Yeah, we appreciate you so much and we're so grateful for the opportunities. Honestly, you've given us opportunities to do things that we would never have been able to dream of when we first started doing this show. And every year also, new things happen. It's so exciting to be in in the 11th year of the show and to still have new things to do. I know, and and every so often I think... Where yeah. can we go here? Like going into twenty twenty three, it's like what's what going to be the now? thing for twenty twenty three? I don't think there's anything that we can do. But actually, this new stuff with the YouTube channel, um, the the shorts, the um, the monetization of YouTube, the the, the experience, that, the tour, the, yeah, the it's, it, exactly. Please it's do feel free if you are a constantly con- evolving. If you're One a conglomerate, we'll and um, you you're not, you know doing horrible nefarious things and you want to sponsor us <laughs> we, we, we did talk i mean if people are wondering you know if you if you listening uh listen to the street talk episode a few weeks ago where we said well, you know we're gonna have adverts on the podcast we, we've we've you know we've hit some snags there literally we literally thought we could just press a button and it would work but it hasn't and we haven't done anything else well, <laughs> we haven't actually been proactive at all we've just gone huh Okay, not, yeah, it's a bit not, too busy to to work out to what's going sponsors. on. Yeah, so we're not a, we're not pursuing it properly. We probably could do more than we are, which is nothing. Yeah. 
And I'm sure that people don't mind really because no, it's nobody fine. really loves nobody adverts really on wants adverts, but it's fine. So thank you everybody. We um are so excited. You know, the thing is about Coronation Street is it really does feel like the year builds up to a climax at the end where you get to Christmas and and the New Year where re- things really kind of change a little bit. Award season. Don't know Conversation what's, Street. Don't know what's going to happen. Don't know who's going to get all the awards. Don't know who's going to get bumped off don't by know Stephen Reid. Who's going to get the Bobbins Awards in January 2024? Um, are we going to do TikTok? No. Um, what... <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That might be our thing for 2024. It might be 2024. I created a TikTok account for Conversation Street we last might... year. We haven't done much. I think... What's the Al Mulvaney new thing? might follow us. Is there any new... What's the new social media thing? Anything? I don't bloody know. It's having a blue tick on Twitter, isn't it? We're not paying for that. Oh, yeah. That's not at the fun. moment, anyway. Anyway, we've been, we've been wrapping this podcast up for a little while and we, we need to go. We need to have our tea. I need to upload this. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Do please write in the comments if you're on YouTube or send us emails and let us know how you've been feeling about 2023 so far. Has it been a good first half of the year? What's your favourite storylines going to be? don't forget have, what have they been sorry most important thing I've what? got two things to tell you before we sign off on, and then, then we're going to go number one look after your teeth number two it's Michael's birthday on Sunday oh, the yes, 2nd of July and he is 4-0 so if you'd like to send him tribute in the form of uh, I don't yeah, know go for it um, uh, videos Voice videos. messages, um, piles of money, or apple ties and J2O mango flavour. Please do feel free. Tell you, what, tell you who does look after their teeth. Ugh. Cassandra Plummer. Did you see those chompers? I, I don't. I don't agree. They with... made her up so well. Her no, face to look like with... a skanky drug addict. No, but I don't she's... agree with this. There's it's something in the universe of Coronation Street that if you're a drug addict, it's got lovely. Say teeth. what you want about Abby Weather... and Cassie. Say what you want about Weatherfield Council and their parking permit debacle and the whole recycling glass thing but what they do do is fund their dental programs it's that, it's that Lawrence isn't it it's, it's... He's, he's got so much time on his hand yeah. right that's the end right, goodbye everybody see ya bye <laughs> the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com oh, oh, oh.